Hello and welcome to Let's Pharmanize. I'm Cal Vandergrift. And I'm Shane Gerritsen. And today we're going to be talking about the truth serum scopolamine from the famous video game Far Cry 5. All that and more on Let's Pharmanize. podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The views and opinions expressed within are those of the authors and speakers themselves and do not necessarily represent any affiliated institution or third party. started out as just a pop culture analysis, but I ended up delving into the history of a very real drug, and it's going to kind of roll out that same way as I describe it to you. The Far Cry franchise is a series of first-person shooter games, most of which include plentiful drug references. From psychedelic mushrooms to combat and perception-enhancing drugs, they all alter gameplay and unlock unique story elements, and the mushrooms make for some pretty fun, trippy boss battles. However, none of the drugs are as interesting to me as one featured in Far Cry 5, released in 2018, called Bliss. Bliss is a hallucinogenic drug employed by a religious cult used to convert users and bring under their influence, thus increasing their numbers. The path to Eden is clear to those who have faith. The game gives plentiful backstory to the drug and it makes for a pretty integral plot item. Using the drug in the game induces psychedelic hallucinations. Everything is smooth and blurry and flowery. Your character sees these floating, trippy stars. It's a fun gameplay element, but the game goes in-depth into the production and specific compounds of the drug when you're exploring the various locations. Hidden in the basement in one of the locations off the beaten path is a chemical structure on a chalkboard. I actually found this in gameplay, which started my reading about it, and other people online have found it too. I didn't at first recognize the structure, but I did recognize the word scrawled next to it. Scopolamine. You may recognize this as the active ingredient in a transdermal patch for motion sickness. We see it a lot in the pharmacy. People usually wear it behind their ear for cruises. Scopolamine is a belladonna alkaloid, meaning it comes from the Atropa belladonna, which is a flower plant in the nightshade family. Its name comes from the Italian for beautiful lady, and the historical usage of placing drops in the eyes to make the eyes dilate. This made people more attractive and also caused blindness eventually. This particular herb contains atropine, scopolamine, and hyacyamine, all medications which in high doses can cause delirium and hallucinations. In lower doses, all three have medical uses. You can find them in any regular old pharmacy. They're very common. Mm -hmm. Scopolamine is primarily approved to treat motion sickness and morning sickness like we've stated, and it has anticholinergic effects. It's a competitive inhibitor of postganglionic muscarinic receptor sites of the parasympathetic nervous system. It targets M1 receptors, which are responsible for a number of functions, including salivation, gastric acid secretion, and are theorized to play a role in memory somehow. And now, a word from our sponsor. Scopolamine actually has an additional use and an interesting reputation. Scopolamine was very popular in the 1920s, used by police and detectives as a truth serum of sorts. There's not a lot of reliable literature out there on the use of scopolamine as a truth serum. As you can imagine, it would be a pretty unethical case study. However, interesting. There was an essay published by the CIA, actually, CIA.gov, that talked about its uses as a truth serum and how it tended to increase suggestibility. 
Its origins, however, are rather anecdotal and there's not much science supporting it. Physicians using scopolamine along with morphine and chloroform to place patients giving birth into what was called a twilight sleep, which sounds pretty cool to be honest. Mm -hmm. Is that like you yourself are asleep, but you can still respond and have you, do you have your wisdom teeth taken out? Yes. So do you remember, I don't know if they did this when you had your wisdom teeth taken out, but I had that where I got my wisdom teeth taken out and apparently for an hour I was asleep, but apparently I was responding to everything the doctor needed and whatever. You know, I was under a type of anesthesia for something else like like similar to what you're describing. When I had my wisdom teeth taken out, it was just general anesthesia, but I oh. think they did that once when they had to remove a mole. Hmm. And I, I have weird, vague memory of, of it, but yeah. it was like, you know, it was a dream. That's what it kind of felt like. Huh. But yeah, that's, that's kind of exactly what this was supposed to induce. The doctors noticed the patients under the influence were still able to answer questions with great accuracy and even offered very casual and truthful observations and remarks. It was then that obstetrician Dr. Robert House had the idea to try this on suspected criminals. He somehow, this blows my mind, he somehow got permission to interview two guys at the Dallas County Jail in 1922 under the influence of scopolamine a timeout. He himself? He interviewed. He gave him scopolamine and then interviewed them. What? I don't know. If he made, I mean, apparently it was okay to experiment on potential inmates because they weren't tried yet. They were just awaiting trial. We've got to have a fall guy. The police have got to have a victim. Somebody they can pin those three murders on. Three? But it is only two because Thursby certainly killed your partner. All right, only two then. What difference does it make? The point is we've got to give the police... Come, come, Mr. Spade. You can't expect us to believe at this late date. That you're the least bit afraid of the police. What was going on in the 20s, man? It was nuts. Um, and they, and they, the two inmates insisted to Dr. House that they were innocent, even under the scopolamine, the influence of scopolamine. Under trial, they were then found also to be innocent. To me, this doesn't much seem like supporting evidence. I don't yeah. think it's these two single cases are really enough supporting a body of it, evidence to... It would have to be, it'd have to work the other way. That, yeah, yeah it would. It, it, you can't just, I mean, the fact that they said one thing that was true and it wound up being true, Yeah, you know, that doesn't tell you anything. It's kind of dumb. I think a lot more subjects would be needed. There's no control. It would need to be double blind for sure. Mm -hmm. the, the subjects couldn't know that they're under the influence and then also the interviewer couldn't know that this, I mean, it's so highly unethical. Yeah, though. it's really bad. Uh, Dr. House was really jazzed about the results. He published his findings and described scopolamine as something under which a patient Cannot create a lie, and there is no power to think or reason. You've been holding out, and I want to know why. It'll be easier for you if you tell the truth. What difference does it make what I say? You've made up your mind I'm guilty. Are you? He went on to publish 11 articles about it, performing hundreds of tests, kind of starting this weird crusade supporting it as a truth serum, even though I read one of his studies, it's, it's not that great. It's really kind of weak, and like, there he was... There was this interview with one of the patients, and in parentheses, next to one of the, the answers, he was like, I don't really like this answer, and I'll explain later on why it doesn't really support my evidence, but it actually does support my evidence. What's the matter with you? I have a reasonable doubt now. Eleven to one. But what about all the other evidence? What about all that stuff? The, the, the knife? The, the whole business? Well, you said we could throw out all the other evidence. It was really weird, and like, this guy was, I don't know, kind of, kind of, Nuts out there. Did he wind up, I, I'm sorry if you're going to talk about this, but did he wind up trying the other two active ingredients in the belladonna plant, or was it just scopolamine that he was really high? Just scopolamine. Huh. Well, there's yeah. one thing he should have done. Atropine and hyoscyamine? Yeah, why not? They have other medical uses nowadays. I don't know if yeah. they have any 
Atropine specifically, I know for sure. Both of them. Yeah, hyoscyamine is used a lot for stomach cramps and spasms, stomach spasms and a a couple of other things. And atropine is used to dilate eyes sometimes before like an ocular surgery, something like that. Also to decrease secretions as well. People who sometimes, I think they use it in oral surgery. If somebody's salivating a lot or salivating too much, they can use that. It was popular for a while. Police would sometimes use it to coerce a confession out of a suspected criminal. However, it seemed to decline in popularity, luckily within a decade. It's got hit or miss results and a slew of bad side effects, including delirium, hallucination, drowsiness, and dry mouth, which is, as you can imagine, not conducive to successful interviewing. Probably not. (laughs) Scopolamine made headlines, at least in Colombia in 2013, when it was reported that scopolamine was involved in almost 1,200 crimes. Criminals were using it to drug their victims by either spiking their drinks or just straight up blowing a cloud of it in their faces. The victim would then do their bidding, including emptying bank accounts and even giving up their cars. Wow. While the drug makes for an interesting story element, the potential side effects and high risk of overdose make it an impractical tool for mass recruitment into a nuke-worshipping religious cult. That's, That's crazy. It's pretty nuts. It sounds like a weird, like... I, feel, I, I don't know this for sure, but you know how Jim Jones was, and they went to Guyana, and then he tried all kinds of stuff to make people stay in Guyana. And one of the things he would try is he tried to give them a variety of drugs that he himself was already taking. So that's kind nice. of interesting. Like, I, I'm sure it wasn't scopolamine as one of them, but it just, for some reason, that those two connect for me. Yeah. It just seems really dark and cultist. Well, yeah, well, maybe it's the... the cult references in Far Cry 5. Walk the path. You know, I don't know. I'd like to read about Jonestown. I don't. I didn't realize that he was using drugs in that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially himself, though. He, he was high off his rear end all the time. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to keep up with our episodes and content. And special thanks to Kelly Kerr for making our music. <laughs>